This is Reset. It can be found at reset.fm. I'll be talking about anything that plugs in or takes batteries. Mostly home automation, networking, home storage, and technology in general. Reset was inspired by a bent paperclip that has been sitting on my desk for years. Reminds me to be adventurous and have fun. Because there's usually a reset button. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Reset. It is episode number 64. I'm your host, David McCabe. If you want to do that Twitter thing, you can. It's twitter.com slash David McCabe. I prefer the YouTube thing. That's what I like. YouTube.com slash David McCabe. We'll see you over there. And if you'd like to support the show or pay for hosting, and, you know, because every Patreon dollar I get, I throw into the hosting bill. It does cost a little bit to run those reset forums. It does cost a little bit to uh, pay for storage for reset. And we do that over at Patreon. Patreon.com slash David McCabe. If you want to, we'll talk about this a little later. Prime Day is coming up. There is an Amazon link over at ResetForums.com. It'll take you out to a microserver, but that's kind of how we link out to Amazon with that, that microserver. That's kind of some fun stuff we do over there. I talked to you a little bit last week about Halo and a Master Chief. We we're talking about a gaming build, and I definitely wanted to bring you up to speed on my gaming build, but I'll kind of... I don't know. I want to kind of make a tangent here and talk about another Master Chief. So, a couple of weeks ago, uh, mid-June, the Observe Tech podcast published their final episode. And I say there, it's Richard Hay over there at uh, windowsobserver.com. If you haven't listened to that, I encourage you to do so because it's... I don't want to say it's a cool thing when a podcaster ends their you know ends the run of their podcast but it's it's like a it's like a reflective moment right you really should give it a listen it's only 12 minutes long as most uh, most signing off shows are not drawn out and you know they kind of get to the point hey this is the last show so Richard is a friend of the show and he's been on the show he's a friend of mine I, I consider him a friend and Long before we ever met on the Microsoft campus, long before we ever met at CES, you know, we chatted, we we texted, we IM'd, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, we had a relationship that we would, you know, chat about Microsoft and what's going on here and what's going on with each other and just catching up sometimes or just running things by each other. He's, you know, he's helped me out quite a few times and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't just jump on reset 64 and, and let that go by, uh, the last episode of the observe tech podcast without saying something about it. So I listened to his signing off show very, very intently because I've done this myself in the past and it's never drawn out. It's always a quick show. And he said he's peaceful with it. It hit him over a weekend that, hey, I think I'm done. I think I'm done with this. Now, he said he's not done. He said he's going to participate in 
of course, in the community. You know, Richard will jump on any podcast uh, with you if you ask him to. I'm pretty sure of that. And maybe he's got something up his sleeve, right? That's kind of what I was feeling when he said that. Maybe he's got some other direction he wants to go, freshen it up a bit or do something. And I get that. I totally get that. When um, Home Server Show and Surface Geeks ended and launched into Reset, you know, I, I went through this myself. He said he's peaceful with it, but and I, I'm just guessing there and he, guessing, and he didn't say this. But after signing off, I, I just bet Richard had a moment by himself, a quiet moment, maybe, maybe sad, maybe relieved, and. You know, because you kind of go over these feelings of like, hey, this is the last time I'm going to do this, right? This is the last time I'm going to mix up the MP3, upload, you know, whatever. And I I kind of take it to like the athlete walking off the field for the last time. It kind of hits you. It doesn't hit you while you're recording it and talking about it. It, it hits you when you're delivering that last episode or saying okay that's it it's done click and uh it, it i'm sure richard had a moment by himself i may be wrong i may be wrong but uh i know that i did i've done the same thing i ret- retired home server show and surface geeks at the same time i i sneakily did it um when was that three years ago two years it's been so long ago but i I recorded the last episode of both podcasts, had them queued up, and then I I had the reset in the works for several months. I had three episodes of reset ready to go, launched all three of those, and then at uh, a home server show meetup, we clicked uh, we clicked stop on home server show and we clicked go on reset. And when I announced it, I'm standing in front of the crowd at 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 the meetup and I didn't do this until I don't know it was one o'clock in the afternoon um we had already had lunch and you know I'm kind of I'm kind of holding this info from these folks they have no idea and I didn't want to do like hey I'm in the podcast bye um I wanted to have something substantial for these folks and for the fans of home server show and I had those three episodes of reset which I I was proud of. I had a good time doing that. But the thing is, when I announced it at Meetup, surprised everyone, this this emotion just washed over me. It wasn't a feeling of relief. It was that, I, I don't know, I got really emotional. I mean, seriously. I think someone has a video of it, and I don't even know if I want to see it. I'll probably laugh at myself. And I was just like, yeah, this thing I've been doing for, you know, eight years, I'm done. I've done the last one. And I got emotional. I So I'm saying maybe Rich got got one of those moments for himself. So it's, it's a big thing. Windowsobserver.com, you should, if you don't listen to the final one, just go back and listen to the one prior and get caught up on Windows. And then, um, and then read his site. He's still, he's still blogging out there. You know, I do these every once in a while on this podcast. I, I get into story mode, right? Like kind of what I was doing to you there and what, 
you know, how I got my, my first computer. I can't even remember exactly where we left off, but, um, maybe we'll just continue because it's weird that, um, I don't know if you guys know, or maybe even the entire, you know, the the internet world that follows uh, Richard and Windows and Windows Insider builds and all that good stuff. I don't, there, there might be a few things you don't know. You know, it's no secret that Rich was a Navy man, right? He retired uh, 29 years, retired in 2011, and he retired as a Master Chief Petty Officer. Now, I don't think most folks can appreciate what that really means. So, I don't know, maybe I could shed some light on that, Um Bear with me. I know we're really off the rails here. Um, there's moments of uh, of a serviceman's like career, even if he's just in it for the GI Bill, which I pretty much was. Right? I did. I did six years in the Navy. I did it for the you know education, travel, and the fun and all that stuff, pretty much what they advertise to, you know, a young man that doesn't know really where he wants to be in life. And that's why I was in. And when you're that young and you're thrown into this military, you know, this structured life, you know, they, they reprogram your brain to perform as a, you know, as a team member and it's, it's Navy all the way, it's the ship, it's, you know, they teach you how to work as a unit and to follow the rules. That way when the crap hits the fan, you know nothing other than to do your job, follow the rules, and do what you're told, right? That's what you need. That's what you need in your military. And that's why our U.S. military is so, you know, it, it's, as, it's as good as it is. And I, I feel that way even... Um, even having gotten out after six years, I don't feel any different about that. But there was this, there was, okay, I had, let me, let me give you this respect moment. I had one moment in my military life where I met, I met a man that was just unbelievably motivating. I mean, unbelievably. It was around 1990, 1991 when Iraq invaded Kuwait and we, got involved in uh, Desert Storm. That's when I was in. We were on, um, I was on the aircraft carrier USS Independence. We had gone out for a short cruise, a short West Western Pacific, Westpac. Um, it was going to be five months long. And the, these things were normally six months. The military was trying to scale back. And we had just gotten out into the Indian Ocean. We were headed to a little island called Diego Garcia, and it was August 1st, and the captain came on the, the 1MC and said, fellas, uh, Iraq's done something stupid. We're going up to the Persian Gulf. And he said, buckle your seatbelts, <laughs> you know? And we hauled buns up to the Persian Gulf, uh, going so fast at times. All external exits uh, doors were hatched, or dogs were uh, dogs were down on the doors because we were going so fast that the waves were uh, just 
kind of tearing at the boat, actually ripped a sponson off. A sponson is an external place that you can walk outside of the internal part of the ship and step onto like a plank or a deck on the outside and, you know, where there's guns or equipment or whatever, uh, ripped a sponson off. Uh, we were lucky nobody was out there, but got up there, did our thing, right, and uh, cruised around in the Persian Gulf, actually the first carrier to be in the Persian Gulf in, uh, you know, many, many decades. And a certain person came to our boat to just look around, right? Just to check out the troops, motivate the troops. Uh, I really don't know why he was there, um, but it was General Norman Schwarzkopf, uh, also kind of known as Storm and Norman. He, um, he, he was the commander of all of the forces there in the area, and he pretty much, uh, you know, handed it to Iraq and got us out of there pretty quickly. Um, I don't know if you remember, and even some of you young guys, I kind of, sometimes I refer to it as the popular war. And I'm throwing those quotes out there. And I hate to say that uh, too much in jest because there were some uh, young men and, and women that lost their lives in that uh, from our side, from the ally side. So we don't want don't to talk too lightly about it because it was a war, by the way. Um, Storm and Norman, he later died in 2012. Um, so he's no longer with us, but there was a moment in the hangar bay of the aircraft carrier where he was gathered around, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, us guys were gathered around him and he was just chatting and telling us what's going on and all of this stuff. And I was, I was just on my tippy toes, right? I've just, just trying to get a glimpse of him. I have photos of him. I don't even remember what camera I was using at the time. Um, I have photos with him, um, and he was so unbelievably motivating. If if he would have looked out across the, the crowd and said, McCabe, get over here. I want you to, I don't know, put this knife in your teeth, swim to Iraq and get the job done with Mr. Saddam Hussein and swim back. Let's go home. I would have done it. I would have grabbed that knife, chunked it right into my teeth and just jumped right off that boat. He was that motivating. And that, um, that was, I think that was part of the end result of uh, desert storm too. Um, swift and decisive, you know, but I say that because a motivating individual is also in your enlisted ranks, right? And that is the master chief of your ship. That is the master chief of your department. That is the master chief of your division. And when I said earlier, I don't really think you guys might not understand. When you think of master chief, you're thinking halo, right? No, that rank is E9, enlisted nine. That's the top rank that you can get. And... That person who is at that E9 role, no matter what branch of the military they are in, that is a very well-respected and it's a motivating position. When that person talks, you listen, right? When that person has something to say or has a task for you to do, you listen you do it, and you do it with respect. You don't say, yes, sir. You say, yes, Master Chief. And I, just, I don't know why I'm 
15 minutes into the Reset Podcast telling you this, but I don't really think you understand that that rank, right? And I just, hey, maybe it makes you get a, a different look at our military or, you know, some of the folks that have come back or retired like uh, Richard Hay. You could, you could, I'll leave you with this. You could kind of equate it to this. Uh, an officer right out of West Point, right? Or, you know, whatever, uh, the Naval Academy comes up to and tells an old salt like me on the ship, I've been there for three years and this kid just got out of college, still wet behind the ears, tells me to, you know, go swab the deck. <laughs> I'm probably going to be like, yeah, whatever, right? Go back to school, little, uh, little zipper head. But that's just a derogatory comment to um, to guys with the the caps. That oh, okay, I probably shouldn't have said that. Um, but if that master chief tells you, son, I want you to swab this floor with that toothbrush, or, or you know, swab it, you'd be like, yes, master chief, I'll do that. I'll get right on that. I'll get it done. So go out there, windowsobserver.com. I'm sorry, I went so 16, 17 minutes and we're already in here. I, I hope you appreciate story time on Reset here. Prime Day is coming, so let's jump into some information. Amazon Prime Day is coming and I just absolutely freaking love it. July 15th and 16th, Amazon calls it a two-day parade of epic deals. Last year, remember, the servers crashed because when they launched Prime Day, everybody was just tearing it up and shopping and, and refreshing, and they cratered. You know, the great Amazon, we cratered them. Um, they also say Prime Day concert on July 10th. There's all kinds of artists that are going to be performing um, live. You can watch live with Amazon Music. There's some celebrities going to be competing with uh, on some games. I, I don't know what games, but some games. There's also some pre-deals going on right now. Four months of Amazon Music uh, for 99 cents. And they've got a Fire TV. Um, what is this? It's $179 for a 43-inch 1080p smart TV. It's got the... Fire TV built right into it. So they've already started getting going. And what I do and what I think you should do is what I do is I kind of go through Amazon and pick out the things I've been looking at, pick out the things I want and throw them in a list. If you've never done that, you go out to Amazon, you take a look at something. See, it's a camera, a lens, uh, an SSD drive or something. And you find the little... Uh, add to list button. Sometimes they make it really hard to find, but you can usually find it. Add to list right there from that drop down bar, uh, bar. You can either add it to your list you've already done or create a list. When you create a list, you can do, uh, you know, case in point, my last PC build, I created a list called build. And what I did was dropped all the parts in there that I was looking at. And that way I could come back to them easily. You know, I could shop on uh, Newegg or, you know, all over eBay or something. And But I always had a list saved for me. Amazon will save it for you. And you can share it. You can make it private. You could share it like, um, I don't know, like a registry. Like when someone gets married, they share their list and you go buy them stuff. You could share that to your family or say, hey, it's my birthday. Here's a couple things that I want. 
one of the reasons I do that and save things in my build list is if there's a price drop on that item, Amazon will, uh, I don't know if it's email or they'll give you a little pop-up in your Amazon app on your phone and said, hey, this thing in your list is now on sale. It's now $5 cheaper or whatever. So not only things that you are shopping for actively, but maybe just some things that you want that maybe, hey, if there's a sale on it, that might push me over the edge for me to buy it or you know, something like that. That's that's how I use my lists. And if you do that before the 15th and 16th, maybe something you want will be you know put on sale and you get an alert for it. Otherwise, I like to um, um, just kind of prognosticate. I'm hoping, I'm hoping a few things that we are interested in, uh, maybe some SSD drives. It would be really cool to see some, you know, some PC parts and some build parts get on there. But typically they start out hitting their own stuff really heavily. Their fire tablets, their TVs, their readers and all that kind of good stuff the alexas and and things like that they discount those very heavily like some black friday type discounts and um, then they go from there and they have all kinds of specials on all kinds of stuff i mean there'll be if you've ever gone through amazon and you click that link that says today's deals where you get you know there's just all kinds of stuff there's always cameras and magazines and routers and USB sticks and memory cards, you name it. There's always tons of stuff that are deal of the day. And that's kind of what they do for prime day. But sometimes they just, they just kill it with huge deals. Now, other retailers are not sitting idly by this year. They are finally catching up target, Best Buy, Walmart, um, even eBay's getting in on this game. So be alert for the next two weeks on, uh, especially if you're coming up on a purchase that you would like to make. You never know what's going to happen. There's another site called Camel Camel. I think it's camelcamelcamel.com. Just type it in or search for it. Um, that's one of those deal like searching sites and you can also make lists and they'll give you alerts and price moves and all this kind of good stuff. So there's a few things that I've got on my list that I'm looking for that I've kind of, there's a couple things I've always wanted and there's one part that I'd like to add to my new build. So, and that's, we've talked about that. It's a one terabyte SSD. I'm looking at maybe adding a one terabyte secondary drive and let's see if I can get a real good deal on a one terabyte SSD. I think it's going to happen. My wish list is some things I've always wanted to play with is an Elgato Stream Deck. Now, have you heard about these things? I need to get back on Amazon and search that Elgato Stream. So we'll just search that. Live Content Creation Controller. So this is a little deck of buttons that connects to your PC via USB. They're a little LCD button and you can program them to do different tasks on your computer. You could be as simple as launching an app or launching a game. Gamers use these to, you know how 
when you're in a game, you've got the side mouse buttons and all these rows of buttons. You can program a macro. But that's what kind of what they do with these these buttons too. They can just dump out all of like this big long list of text or something. You know, what if you're a podcaster doing a live stream and you see someone new jump into the chat? You could hit the uh, welcome to the live stream button and it would dump out welcome and all this stuff and here's the links, follow me on Twitter, all that kind of stuff. It would just pop it out there automatically. You can do some really cool stuff with this and it comes in 6 key, 15 key, and a 32 key. Starts as low as $69.99. Sound like I'm trying to sell you something. Direct integration with OBS, XSplit, Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, and more. This is a game streamer tool. The, these are used by those guys that stream on Twitch. But people are finding all kinds of cool things to do with this thing. And I want to try it out. So I'm thinking I might even just get a 6-key one just to play. I think 15-key would be kind of where it's at. And I don't know if I really know what I'm getting myself into, but that's kind of what I'm looking at. That's on my wish list, and we'll just maybe it'll go on sale on Prime Day, right? Another thing I'm looking at is called a loop deck. Now, my friend Aunt Pruitt has some videos on his YouTube channel, and he's been looking at this loop deck. It is a photo and video editing console. It works on Lightroom, Premiere Pro, Final Cut, Photoshop, and all of these different things. So you can, you know, turn a knob and uh, drop your highlights or drop your shadows, increase your highlights, or vice versa, or whatever. And it's all in a console in front of you. It's just this big bank of buttons and knobs and it's it's just this cool looking thing and I just want it so bad. I really want to play with this thing. There are two different ones. I think there's a Loop Deck Pro and a Plus or something. And it's $249. It's a little expensive, but I think that it would be really kind of cool um, to at least try. I would like to at least try it. This one guy has a video out on YouTube where he uses a software program and it interfaces with the loop deck and allows him to do uh, all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff with Final Cut Pro and it really looks really slick and uh, I'd like to give that a shot. 250 bucks. We'll see. I'd like to like to see that uh, Amazon put that on a sale. That would be kind of cool. If you want to participate in Prime Day, put um, use the link in the Reset Forums. There's a link out there, and it links out to Amazon, and then you can do your, your shopping. Appreciate that. So let's talk some builds, some speed, and some storage. Have you heard that uh, PCIe 4.0 has been announced? There's even some gear out there that is um, being shown off. Now, the difference in uh, PCIe three and four is about 32 uh, gigabytes per second. So PCIe three maxes out at 16 gigs per second. Uh, Oh, you know, I got that wrong. That's 16 gig per second flowing in each direction. And PCIe four can flow 32 gigs per second in each direction. 
So it's pretty much doubling the speed in the PCIe bus. And I think in some cases, this is faster than video cards can actually conversation, conversate with the, uh, with the computer, but it's not for data. You know, these guys with the NVMe drives that run on the PCIe bus are making some really cool drives and they're so fast. So look for PCIe 4 in the near future. I'm pretty sure this stuff is rolling out this year, even uh, this summer. And I heard some grumblings that some older motherboards or actually some, you know, newer older motherboards are not going to get firmware updates on this. It's not going to be able to to harness all that power. So this is going to be a new build or, you know, rip it out and do it again. If you need that, I mean, it, it doubles the power of the bus. So uh, maybe maybe we need to wait for other gear to get up to speed and to be jumping on on the PCIe 4.0 bus. PNY announced their um, their NVMe uh, drive that goes on this, and it was just it was just unbelievable. And I got, in my build, I have an NVMe drive, and it's from Samsung. It's their Pro Series, and it's their top-of-the-line Pro Series. And man, I tell you, the speed is unbelievable. I mean, I thought, you know, going from spinner to SSD was a seat-of-the-pants upgrade. But even going SSD to NVMe, something running on the PCIe bus and not on like a SATA port like SSD, it is, Toshiba's got uh, 16 terabyte hard drives coming out, 16 terabytes, can you believe that, they've got this helium field, completely sealed drive at 16 terabytes, it's unbelievable, such a huge, huge jump in capacity, over these past couple of years. It is crazy. This is literally leading us up to 20 terabyte drives in 2020. Can you believe that? It's crazy. Now, do you trust everything on one hard drive? No, these are enterprise. This is this is going to the cloud, right? People, uh, the, the, the big companies need more storage in the same place in the same spot and um, that's what they're getting from these manufacturers so it's unbelievable but hey we benefit from that large storage and those prices coming down ssds are i mean we're into one terabyte 99 dollar one terabyte ssds fantastic maybe it's time to talk about my build i was telling you Recently, and on the Reset Forums, there's a post out there about uh, building a PC, and I have done that, and I've kind of kind of got it done. Let me get over to my build list. I told you I was using a Thermaltake V21. I said V.21. That's kind of uh, silly of me to say it like that, but it's a V21 case, and I just recently got everything in and have assembled it and it sits under my desk right now with a nice Windows 10 build on it ready to go so I went with the ASRock uh, B450M Pro 4 that is an AMD motherboard and I went with the Ryzen 7 I stepped up to the 7 because I was looking at well it's just a few dollars more 
And when I was looking at the Ryzen 5, I was looking at a cooler on it that had some bling. I know, silly, but I was looking at a little LED light fan on the the fan. And the Ryzen 7 comes with an LED cooler in it stock in the box. And it was 200 bucks, and I was like, I'm just going to go to the Ryzen 7. Great processor. Having a lot of fun with it so far. I went with Corsair Vengeance RGB Pro RAM. It's the pretty fast DDR4 3200 megahertz, and it's got LED lights on the top of it. I went with the 2x8 gigabyte sticks. I've got two more slots. I can put in another 2x8. I think I'm going to do that here pretty soon. I I also bought a Corsair... Um, by the way, so I bought this Corsair LED fan, which I was going to put on the on the back on the as an exhaust, because I have a Corsair keyboard, I have a Corsair mouse, and now that I have Corsair RAM, everything can be run by this little program called IQ, and you can change the the LED, you know, if it's breathing or rainbow or sliding this way, sliding that way. The effects, you can do everything with with that. So I thought, I'm going to buy this fan that goes on the the back of the computer. And it'll be my exhaust fan. It's going to be LED. It's going to be cool. It's going to be synced with everything else. It came with no LEDs. So I just sent it back. I went up to the local fries. I needed an exhaust fan. I went to the local fries. And I found a Thermaltake unit. It was much cheaper. And it came with its own little hub. And the hub is kind of Velcroed to the back of the PC. It's not something I like, but you can change with the button clicks, you know, what it does, the colors or random or something like that. I'd rather have it uh, with the IQ software, and I may end up going back and doing a full Corsair build on the fans. But for now, it's good. I'm not doing anything crazy with this thing. So the biggest question was, what video card and I'm am I going to do and I was looking at video cards all over the place on Newegg on Amazon I went up to my local fries I was looking on eBay very extensively because I thought I'm just going to take advantage of people getting rid of some of these video cards and honestly some gamers getting rid of their old card and moving up to the new series I thought I would be able to get a good deal I could have But I chickened out on it and I did go new. I went up to Fry's a second time and I found a 2060 Ti. And I bought that and they matched the Amazon price. So they were higher, of course, um, but they matched Amazon. And I got a 2060 Ti for 260 bucks or something like that. And a very zippy card. It only takes one 8-pin power plug, and I didn't want a a big like 2080 or 2070 that did that, but I did want the the faster card. So I got the TI. You only pay a couple dollars more for that. And it's really nice card. Got it in in the box. Everything put together. Got Windows 10 loaded on it, and I had issues immediately. I mean, immediately with it locking up and... um. Sometimes blue screening, 
and there was all kinds of things to do if this happened or it there was just this rabbit hole of information on this blue screen and this freezing and I initially I thought well you know here's what you think right you got bad ram or a bad motherboard right because you usually these the CPU is not bad and uh, I thought everything was uh going bad on me. Now, this was before I had put in my brand new 2060. So I had some older video cards on there. So I thought, man, something's going on. I think it's one of these older video cards. And I was working on the drivers and nothing was fixing it. And then finally, I did some driver updates, did some Windows 10 updates. The motherboard had a firmware update. Finally, everything settled in. It was just like, Get it all updated and then relook at it, right? And it settled in. But it was touch and go at first because it was a point where I'm trying to download things. I'm trying to download drivers and it was locking up. So finally got it fixed. It is running pretty flawlessly. I mean, pretty flawlessly gaming on it and enjoying the build and it it is the fastest booting PC I have ever seen. This is from a power off mode. This is not a power save anything. And uh, the BIOS boot up is honestly the slowest thing. And I know we used to say that with SSD, but this thing is just lights out just fast. Boom, it's gone. So a really neat box. I encourage anyone to look at it. But um, I'm completely may have built at the wrong time. I totally realize that AMD has announced new processors that are just phenomenal. They're affordable. And um, I may have built at the wrong time because of that. But, you know, it was my time to build. It was time to get it going. And I had the funds. I had the gift cards. So I just went ahead and did it. And I built a nice budget gaming PC. And I'm just waiting for my email from uh, Microsoft so I can get on the Halo PC flighting program. They did uh, flight a build uh, this past Friday. And I think they said like only like a thousand people got in on it because they just want to check their system to see if, you know, the updates are running. And uh, I can't wait to do that. That's going to be real fun. I'm really looking forward to that. So I started old school. I'm going to get out some of my old games, some stuff I've bought and never even played. And uh, yes, you're going to laugh at me. I did get Windows 10. I mean, Windows 10. I did get Halo 2 running on Windows 10. Uh, There were some mods you had to do because it was a Games for Windows. Um, Kind of had a almost like a Xbox Live component to it where it would look out to a, a Windows gaming server and log you in and get you uh, multiplayer maps and stuff. And that doesn't work anymore, of course. It's uh, totally turned off, but you can put some mods on there and and run it. So I'm going to go through the campaign on this because I have never done so. Can you believe that? I bought this for Windows Vista and I got completely shut down by it and then I life moved on. And I never played it. And I'm going to do that. I've already remapped remapped my keys on my Corsair keyboard. I have a profile called Halo 2. And it remaps my keys so I can do up, down, left, right, and strafing and all that kind of good stuff. And I can't wait to start the 
start the campaign on that. I know it's old school, but that's that's where I'm going to start, and then I'm going to get out some of my old stuff. I've got some, like I, I bought Battlefront for PC, never even installed it. So I'm going to dig that stuff out and have a good time, and I think that's what that's what gaming's all about. It doesn't have to be... Um, Digging out, you know, getting on Twitch and being the best player at uh, Fortnite or something. It's just, you know, it's just about having fun and uh, having some camaraderie with some gaming folks. I want to end here on some smart things news. Samsung has launched a couple of new devices for the Samsung or for the Smart Things platform. Now, if you've uh, ventured out to the reset forums, you know that we talk about home automation. A little bit and we were talking about some water sensors and I was watching some threads by uh, Schoon Doggy out there how the water sensors have saved him and I chimed in and gave a little story about mine. Uh, I had a, a sink, uh, the faucet, like picture your kitchen sink and it's got the little faucet that you pull the pull the streamer out and you spray your dishes with it or whatnot and then let go and it kind of pops back into place. The inside rubber uh, hose inside of that metal mechanism that is wrapped around that rubber hose uh, depleted and started leaking. Well, it would only leak when you had the water on, right? But it never leaked in, you never saw like a leak externally. So it would leak when you turn the water on and it would leak down into the cabinet, you know, the undersink cabinet. And I had a, um, a water sensor, a smart things water sensor under there. And every once in a while, you know, you would shoot water down the uh, down the the mechanism itself just accidentally and water would drip down there and set it off. And I would think, oh, you know, somebody was cleaning the sink and there's water down there again. I'll just... I'll go grab the sensor, dry it off, and then it'll be done. And I went down there, and I was like, holy smokes, there's a lot of water down here. And uh, it would have definitely caused some damage had we not caught it in time. Emptied out all the cleaning supplies and sponges and whatnot, and uh, got a replacement part. And uh, Samsung water sensor saved the day, and uh, super happy about that. You know, literally, that one little incident paid for at least the hub maybe even a couple of sensors probably all the water sensors because i'm not having water damage or mold damage that i have to do you know replacement work on in the cabinet it wouldn't have been a lot but imagine that it had been a constant stream of water you know those things those things happen and people are catching that water damage all the time so Samsung has launched a camera, a plug, and a light bulb. Now, you're not going to believe this. So $89.99 SmartThings cam, $18 Wi-Fi smart plug. Uh, I'd like to see that lowered a little more to get them out there. And a $9.99 smart bulb. Now, I know nothing about the smart bulb. I don't think I need it, but I do kind of like the idea about the $18 Wi-Fi plug. That is cheaper than the ALEXA plugs. And a $90 SmartThings cam is also pretty neat because it has some smarts just in the camera itself. It's a 1080p 
HDR that can be toggled on and off, has two-way audio, has person detection, has rolling 24-hour cloud storage. So it comes with that. And it also comes with a 30-day trial of a premium subscription. And that goes up to 30 days and uh, eight cameras. So it goes from four cameras, 24 hours, to eight cameras, 30 days. It has activity zones, and that also comes with a free plan. You don't have to pay for custom zones on your camera to set off, uh, you know, set movement alerts on. Like you can alert the, you can outline the porch or something and not the tree that's always moving in the wind. So that's kind of neat. There is, um, a review out on uh, Reddit that I thought was really interesting about the Samsung SmartThings camera, and I will put that link in the show note. Best Buy had a uh, a deal, $20 off of two if you bought two, so that was a pretty good deal. And I assume that there will also be some more deals on these things. And it was neat to see Samsung really jump in here, um, you know, because they are they're typically let a lot of third-party manufacturers do the cameras and the plugs and things and uh, it was really neat to see these come out especially the light bulb i really need to probably get one of these light bulbs and play around with it but um so far so good i like to get the camera and what i like also like to do is i have water sensors in my basement i also put cameras out down there because if it ever goes off if my sump pump or sump pit water sensor goes off the first thing i want to do if i'm not home is get eyeballs on it and log into one of my cameras and take a look to see is there water on the floor in my basement or is just or is there just rain sideways coming in a vent or something you know whatever is is this an emergency or not and get somebody to go go take a look so that's kind of cool if you're if you are dabbling in some of this hardware and be neat to know your experiences head out to reset forums we're, we're kind of talking about those out there all right well i hope you made it through the uh story time and i hope i got my point across um i'm, I'm afraid i kind of hurried through this i'm heading off on a little vacay and i wanted to get a podcast out to you and i really had no idea i was going to be talking about storm and norman and master chiefs and i hope that uh I hope that uh, U.S. Navy retired Master Chief Richard Hay is not embarrassed or or calls me and says, "Dave, you got to take that down. You got it all wrong." But um, uh, congratulations to him for uh, his podcast and his run out there, and look forward to uh, whatever he's got up his sleeve in the podcasting land. Because I always did like to uh, tune in and see what's going on in the insider world and the MVP world of Microsoft. And with that. We're going to be able to do to Reset 64. We'll see you out there in those Reset forums and hopefully out there on Patreon, patreon.com slash David McCabe. We'll see you next week. This has been Reset. It can be found at reset.fm or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash David McCabe. Follow on Twitter at McCabe.io and you can discuss this episode and more on Reset forums, resetforums.com. Intro and outro music is by Darylene. Find it at soundcloud.com. Darylene Music. That's D-E-R-L-E-E Music. Support of this podcast can be done at Patreon. Patreon.com slash David McCabe. 
There's also some shopping links at ResetForums.com if you want to use those. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Thank you for your support, and I'll see you next week on Reset.